Welcome, welcome back, everyone. Um, back to you, Michigan, coming off a win against Rutgers. Uh, pretty impressive win as far as score goes and the way they came away from that Wisconsin game and managed to win like this. I would say pretty impressive, except it was Rutgers. So uh, good win, but it's Rutgers again. No one's going to take that as serious. Um, but it was good for them to actually come out and win like that because we haven't seen Michigan win like that in a while. Um, something that they need to do more often. So um, in this game against Iowa, I think we both can agree, uh, Tyler, Brian, um, that this is kind of like a this is a big game for Michigan. Um, if they win this game and win it pretty handily, I think people are going to think that the season could be possibly potentially turned around. Um, Thoughts on the game. Um, start with you. Uh, we'll start with you, Tyler, this time. What's your what's your thoughts? Thoughts on the Iowa game? Yeah, let's, thoughts on Michigan. These, uh, I think the the spread is five and a half. Is what the, the so thoughts on the Iowa game? Obviously, you know this is you know obviously a track game for Michigan. You know, obviously, you know. Iowa is known to, you know, play competitive, you know, pull off, you know, upsets. Obviously, you know, a couple of years ago against uh, Ohio State. And, you know, Michigan has, has always, I felt like, struggled against Iowa, um, especially when they're going to roll. But good thing for Michigan, they have them home this time. They have all their big opponents at home, you know, which is a advantage for Michigan. But, you know. With uh, obviously, I did not watch the Rutgers game. I worked Saturday, so but I did see some. You know, Gaddis was on the field, so hopefully, you know, Gaddis stays on the field, and you know, the offense starts clicking. Uh, you know, obviously, Iowa has has always been a good defensive team, and now uh, you know Stanley. You know, he's kind of improved a lot too as well. You know, but I just think you know Michigan, you know, stays connected on their offense. And their defense, you know, plays with poise and, you know, fills the gaps and all that. And I think Michigan will be fine, you know, against Iowa. I think Michigan will win the game. Hmm. Well, interesting, interesting enough um, with these two teams facing off this Saturday at, at noon, uh, sixth game in a row that Michigan start the season at, based on, uh, at their time start is noon. A um, couple facts, couple facts here before we get to you, Brian. Uh, Iowa since 2010 in these meetings against Michigan. Iowa is a four and one. Um, their their record is four and one since 2010. These teams have not met every single year, though. So, um, but they are four and one in on the last five meetings between the two teams. Uh, I believe Michigan's last victory coming in 2013, I believe, over Iowa. Um, so um, again, um, Michigan is uh, got to get back on the winning streak. Iowa's won the last two. Um, Brian, your thoughts on um, Michigan's um, chances against Iowa this weekend? Well, like Tyler said, Michigan recently hasn't very hasn't done very well against Iowa. Fortunately for the Wolverines, it's not at Kimmick. So, yeah, just mm, good. that yeah. alone, Michigan does have a pretty good chance. Uh, as far as this game goes, they number one, they have to win it if they want to still compete for a Big Ten championship. Uh, I think there was a stat where only two times since the Big Ten championship game was uh, was a thing that 
only twice it's happened where a team with two losses came into their uh, division or championship game. I think the first year was uh, Wisconsin in 2014, and then I believe in 2016, Wisconsin again, or maybe Ohio State. Anyway, you're not going to make it to the Big Ten championship game if you have two losses. And this is another one of those games where you can't, you can't defend Harbaugh if Michigan loses this game. And I'm not using this as a plot to bash on Harbaugh. Iowa's got a very good defense, uh, A.J. Appenza. Uh, mm-hmm. He's going to be the first real defensive end that Michigan faces. You know, they kind of compared him to the Bosa brothers from Ohio State from years past. He's, he's the real deal at defensive end. And they've always had strong linebackers, so – we saw what Michigan did against uh, legitimate defense in Wisconsin. They didn't do a whole lot. Now that Josh Gass is on the sideline, a lot of players praised it. There was better communication, and you really saw that he brought energy on the sideline that we haven't seen since maybe Harbaugh's first two years. And so I think that's that was a really big key for Michigan, but they really need to win on Saturday. And I don't think it necessarily matters how they win. They just have to win it to keep the season alive. Yeah, I mean, I think people would want them to keep the to keep the winning streak. I mean, keep the winning going and win um, in a pretty good fashion against Iowa. Which, I, uh, personally, I think that if Michigan plays the way they did against Rutgers, they have a chance to win that. They definitely have to come out strong, though, um, and do that um, as well as run the ball. Well, I think running the ball for Michigan in this game is going to be really important um, because it's one of the facets of the game they haven't really been amazing at this year. They're in, um, plus, Iowa ranks, I think they're 10th in the nation in the country against rush uh, rushers and their rush defense. Um, so that's going to be something for Michigan to do. They're going to have to uh, do that well. Um, and it, you know, Zach Charbonnet, um, Shea Harbaugh, um, and, and Ann Harbaugh, we're talking about uh, Chabonet, and they said he's good to go because um, I think some people were kind of concerned that, hey, we haven't seen him as much as we did when the first two games, the uh, first couple of games, especially the second game um, against the Army. So I think that Michigan's going to have to run the ball well and um, getting everyone healthy because it seems like Michigan's been pretty dinged up with guys. But, um, you know, a couple of players that played really well in the Rutgers game um, – I think everyone wants to see them against Iowa and because they brought a lot of great plays to that, that game. And if they can do that against Iowa, I think this is going to help Michigan in every aspect. I really think so. Special teams, you've seen Dax Hill make, make that play, and uh, he's made some great plays um, so far. That's, uh, I was saying that for, for a while. He needs to be out there. Uh, Cam McGrone, he you – know, a guy that we knew in high school was really good, and we knew that he could probably be really good in college. He's starting to show that now, really. He's starting to show um, how physical he can be. He, I don't know if he's a Devin Bush yet, um, but definitely something to look out for um, this weekend if they can keep that momentum, uh, uh, continue that momentum, I guess, from last last uh, game against Rutgers. Um your guys' thoughts, um, what does Michigan need to do this weekend against Iowa to win? Is this something you need to do differently than they need to get Rutgers? Um, let's start with you, Brian, I guess. 
Well, uh, contrary to popular belief, Rutgers does something well. Uh, they had, at the time, they had the 20th ranked pass defense, and they have a, they've had a pretty solid defensive backfield, even though if you look on the scoreboard, it wouldn't necessarily say that because most of the time they're getting bowled out. Uh, I thought they passed the ball really well. Shea Patterson had a pretty good day. Uh, there was only one throw that was intercepted that the defender just made a great play. So I think passing the ball is really good. Joe Milton even came in, added a touchdown. Uh, passing the ball is huge. Hopefully they can get the run game going. Uh, they struggled against Rutgers, which is concerning. Uh, Christian Turner and Zach Charbonnet and even Hassan Haskins, you know, they need to figure it out. The run blocking needs to figure it out. Uh, defensively, uh, get some of those new guys in that you mentioned, McGrone and Dax Hill. They were playing outstanding. Uh, even the couple times that Dax got into the play, and besides special teams, he was making some tackles, and you could really see his, his speed and his recognition of the play, making some big hits. Uh, something that I would like to see more, I think, is his own defense, because you saw it a little bit against Rutgers. And so far, at least this year, Michigan's pass rush has not been as good as it's been in previous years. So don't put your team at a disadvantage because you can't, you don't have the same pass rush as usual. Uh, Rutgers, they had a couple crossing routes that killed Michigan, and that's what that's what bigger, better teams are going to use against Michigan. So just try to see a little more zone defense. Uh, special teams was great. Jake Moody and uh, Quinn Nordine just kick them if you if you get the opportunity. But I think that's what Michigan needs to do in order to win on Saturday. Michigan F definitely has a. They definitely put a little bit more zone books in that record game, Rutgers game, and on on some plays. So, um, something that was good to see, which we haven't seen very often. Uh, thoughts, Tyler? Um, same question for you. Uh, I, I just think uh, Michigan needs to. Uh, you touched on it earlier. But I, I think Michigan needs to uh, start fast. You know, stay consistent the play calling, you know, with Gaddis now on the field, but especially start out fast, you know, obviously, you know, Michigan has been known to start slow, um, you know, this is a big test for, you know, for the Michigan team, for the young guys, uh, Shea, you know, this is, a, you know, a big game, you know, the Big Ten, big game, uh, you know, he struggled, you know, in the beginning of the season, and hopefully, you know, that Rutgers game coming up, performance he put on, you know, he stays consistent with it against, you know, against Iowa and then, you know, further into the uh, schedule. I just think Michigan needs to start up fast and stay consistent with the play calling and all that. Um, yeah, I, I agree with what with, with, uh, your thoughts on, on that as, as well, Tyler. Um, I, I, I really believe if Michigan can run block is, is really a, a big thing too as well because they have they do have some pretty talented running backs, obviously, and then um, they they're starting to up that yards per carry every play with with Turner and uh, Charbonnet. They're starting to get break off some nice runs, even with Tom Haskins. That uh, I'm kind of um, I'm intrigued with what he could be as a future running back for Michigan. Maybe not this year, but I definitely see some potential in him as a running back with his speed and I think his agility and things like that. Um, 
But I think Michigan shouldn't stray away from what they did against Rutgers. Do this, you know what I mean? Don't try to get, don't try to go back to, don't try to get confused or try to be like, okay, well, where do we go with this Iowa team? Now, you know, obviously you can't just, you know, go full ahead against Iowa because they do have some, they do have a better defense than uh, Rutgers. Um, but you definitely have to adjust with what Iowa's going to be throwing at you as well because they do, they do have a pretty good defense in their offense. Um, you know, so their offense, they will have a player on their offense that uh, Michigan is familiar with. Uh, you know, starts with an O, ends with an M. Um, played for Michigan last year, actually, quite a little bit this fall, and then he ended up going back to Iowa City. Uh, Oliver Martin. Hopefully, Oliver Martin is not a factor in this game. Uh, and I wish him the best of luck, but uh, hopefully. You know, Michigan's had to see a couple of transfers, so they will see a couple of transfers mm-hmm. uh, this year. So, um, again, I think Michigan just needs to – I think Michigan can win this game. I, I, I'm pretty confident in this game. I would say about around a seven for Michigan winning this game. Uh, so then a seven and a half is for me. Um, so they they, um, they had an opportunity to get healthy um, this, this past week and get some guys back. Um, oh, you know, I do think, though, that they need to play – some guys on the line, maybe not this week, but um, like Mozzie Smith and Hinton on the line because, A, those guys are really talented, and, B, you need to start developing your guys more often. You need to get the rotations. You need to get more rotations. Why have your starting defensive linemen out there for, you know, 90 plays I mean, or whatever? That's ridiculous. Yeah. You get those guys tired. You need to get development in their rotation. That's Look at every other program. We know that Tyler. You know that Brian. They get guys out there consistently, and that's how they, yep. you know, get those guys in. You can't just practice against your offense. It's, you know, that's great, but you, know, you need to practice against, practice against other offenses and in the game. So, hmm. yeah, I think if that's one thing that uh, I've kind of not really agreed with Harbaugh. I mean, if somebody's not ready, then. You don't want to put right. your your freshman on an island, but at the same time, if you have talented guys, why aren't they starting over? You know some of the some of the guys that are currently starting. And not that Carlo Kemp isn't a good player, but I think uh, somebody mentioned about how walk on Jeff Spate, uh, Wilton Spate's younger brother. Nothing against him, but somebody mentioned how he got snaps before. Christopher Hinton or Mozzie Smith, and Chris Hinton is a five-star son of a NFL standout on the defensive line, and in yeah. what world is the walk-on getting snaps over him? And so I think with Harbaugh, he's a really – if you got hard work, grit, you're a gutsy player, you're basically Rudy, you're going to get, you know, starting on yeah. – you're going to get a position yeah. in time. And that's fine for, you know, substitution – you you get this you get the players and you need to start putting them into the schemes whether it's offensive or defensively earlier so once it's their time to come in they can just you know they can go in all the way and right. so hopefully we do see more Chris Hinton and Mozzie Smith on Saturday. Yeah, I I mean I agree. I mean maybe maybe not as much against Iowa because you know it is a bigger game. Um, but you know what's a better time to get them in and uh, get a good team? But um, I do kind of agree with that, Tyler. You think that's 
something that yeah no um, no I I totally agree. Um, yeah. You know, and, you know even if it you know even if it uh, you know if they get some exposure against Iowa you know it, it would kind of you know I feel like you know make them real not make them realize but you know get them comfortable into you know facing big time opponents you know later on down the road like if we need them you know against like a Notre Dame or you know. Uh, MSU or even Ohio State, you know, have playmakers out there that can, you know, hopefully help help our team, you know, put put our team in the best position of winning all that. Yeah, I um, 100% agree. And one guy I really, I really, really, really actually want to see this player step out there. And I just, I don't know if he's still nagging injuries, but there hasn't really been much, there hasn't been much comment on his, like, you know, status or, um, is uh, Luigi Villain. Um, I know that he's been out there, you know, a, a couple plays in, in a few games this year. Um, I just, I do really think that he's he's really talented, and I think he should be out there. Um, but you know, you have Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson is another good player too as well. Um, mm-hmm. That you know, he he made that chase down play of uh, um, of Sitkowski this past weekend and laid a just a huge hit on him. Um, so he's. I think he's a guy. He's a guy that has to be in there. But um, at, at this point, you have to just put your the guys that are the best players, you know, out there. And you can't just um, rely on seniority or things like that. That's just that's not how any sport works. That's not how any sport sure works. No, that, that, that goes. That, that only goes, you know, for so long. I mean, obviously, if you're right, like a system program, then obviously, you know. You, You'll be fine, but that just goes for so long. Like, I feel like you know you gotta you gotta put your team in the best position to win. So why not put the players out there that put you in that best position to win? Right, and I completely understand that if you're a freshman and you're just getting acclimated to the game, I understand that completely fine. Um, but you know, midway in the season, you should be getting some time and then getting ready for your second year, especially if you're early enrolled. If you're an early enrollee, okay, that's you got enough time. That's day one. Like you should be already, and then it just development is. I mean, this is really huge for for college teams that um, need to get players out there. Um, you know, Mozzie Smith and Chris Hinton. Those guys are just big kids, man. They're strong and they're physical. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just at this point. It's you know, like you said, Brian. We were talking about it. Uh, Harbaugh will won't do this very often. I just you know. Understand it. It's just it is what it is with Harbaugh, and it either you like it or you hate it. Just, I, I mean, final comment on it. I think I think that if you have a talented player, that you should be more willing to live with an, a mistake if they make it in a game that they can learn from it and improve. Mm-hmm. Then you have a player who's reached the ceiling that. You know, they may not that it's a mistake, but they don't know any better that they like. I don't like to hate on Jordan Glasgow because the Glasgow brothers right. have done wonders for the program, but he got beat bad a couple times against Rutgers. I mean, there was, uh, I think, a juke play where he Blackshear he just juked him so bad, like Mo Wagner did to Nick Ward. And, well, well, Brian, <laughs> Brian, I mean, they were hating on him a lot, but if you really think about it, that was a play where Glasgow was going from one end to the other and he like was flying to the side and I mean granted I understand that he shouldn't have got beat but he did like 
He couldn't stop. It was more the more 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 of his yeah. momentum. Yeah, but yeah, that, I agree. But still, that. it's but, just still. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, he he gets beat too often. So. It's not that you know we don't you know you're not a bad player, but if you have a talented and a over talented player that they can come out and make the field, if they make a mistake, then you could you should be able to live with it that they can learn from it and then put better product on the field. That's all I'm saying. Right. Right, and fully I agree with uh, Glasgow being on special teams and things like that. That's no problems with that. But you know, when you are already lacking in the department against these bigger teams like you know Alabama, Clemson, and stuff like that, and you're playing guys that are like you know Glasgow, which hey, uh, Glasgow is great. You know he's like love what he brings to the program, but. You need guys that are at that level, like Daxon Hill and, and Cam going guys that are up there at that level that need to that need to be on the field to, to thrive and help you win win games and not just win games, but you know win games big that you right. should be winning more more handily than uh, getting guys out there that are just like you know they've got hard work, but you know, they're lacking in that category of just playmakers. You know, right? You can work hard, but. Um, anyways, moving on from that, um, Michigan is a five and a half point favorite in this game. Um, I think believe I believe that they were, I don't, I believe they were fifteen or sixteen point favorite um, before the when the season started. I believe in this game. Um, don't quote me on that. I, I do believe it has dropped a lot <laughs> since uh, Michigan struggled to begin the season. Um, score scoring predictions from. From you guys, and then we'll I'll close off with our final final topic of the, of the episode. Uh, what's your score predictions, Brian? Um, I think this is going to be a close game, somewhat similar to Wisconsin Michigan 2016. Michigan won 14 to seven. Not that you know. Hopefully, they continue with how they're running offense because I've in. In my perspective, I thought they really ran some simpler stuff or just, you know, getting getting guys comfortable and gas being on the field is a huge help. Uh, hopefully, defensively, they kind of go a little bit more zone because I don't think Iowa has some burners at receivers, but they have some talented receivers. And Nate Stanley, you know, can make NFL throws. He's, you know, he probably won't be a high draft pick, but he's a good quarterback for them. And I think ultimately it's going to be a close game, but I do have Michigan winning, and I think they'll win 24 to 17. Hmm. Thoughts, Tyler? Uh, yeah, I'm 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 on board. Obviously, you know I feel like this is definitely going to be a close game. Uh, you know, a uh, couple defenses going at it. Uh, yeah, I feel like the offense may struggle a little bit. Hopefully, on Michigan side, it doesn't because I've seen enough of the offense struggling in the first first half of the season. Um, but I think Michigan's going to win a close one. I think it's going to be twenty-one seventeen. Um, I believe it's going to be a close one too. I mean, how can he not? It's uh, you know, it's going to be two really good teams facing each other. Um, mm-hmm. One side you have Michigan doing things well. Again, um, how long can it last? Don't know. Iowa's got a good defense. You know, how long can that last? You know, how, how well they're going to play in the big house? I don't know. Um, I got Michigan winning. Michigan winning seventeen to fourteen. Um, I think Michigan 
will hold on like the final possession and uh, beat beat Iowa. Um, something really close. So again, um, it's it's going to be a close game. I think Michigan wins, holds off 17-14. They don't go for cover the spread though, but um, I I think that they they get it down 17 to 14. So um, Mich- Michigan's again, guys. Michigan's six Michigan's six game in a row that they're um, will be facing. Well, I guess Illinois will be their sixth game, game in a row um, at noon, but this is the fifth in a row. So, um, so uh, a lot of noon games, <laughs> a lot of noon games. So, um, what can you say, right? <laughs> right. Um, well, anyway, <laughs> noon game here, noon game there. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. In a non-football news, uh, Juwan Howard and the Michigan basketball team had a day session today. So, hoop, shooty hoop season right around the corner, folks. Uh, yeah, we, we uh, love shooty great hoops right here on the MC Sports Show. <laughs> right? Yeah, great, great, great bridge for our next topic there, Mr. Hall. Um, yeah, uh, it is a. Uh, Pretty interesting that Juwan Howard is Michigan's basketball coach. Not something I would have said, you know, last year or anything like that. Um, but um, Juwan Howard, Michigan's next basketball basketball coach, and the you know, media days, you know, kicking off and things like that. Um, I don't know really what Michigan what she's going to look like this year. I don't know what they're going to look like this year. To be completely honest with you, I don't. I just don't know. But, they don't know how well they're going to do things. Um, I do know that they're going to be really fundamentally sound. I will say that. And uh, our, our last topic is uh, some recruiting uh, things. And uh, Michigan's in on it with quite a few five stars. Um, we talked about this a long time ago, but uh, let's get your, each, each of your guys' thoughts for you on this episode. Uh, What's your what's your take on John Howard being in it on with so many with so many guys early? Like he's, you know, I don't know if he's going to land any of them. Um, but what's your thoughts on him being in on it with all these five stars and just these talents? Because that doesn't take that takes a while to just be in on it with these kids that you know what I mean. That some of them are going overseas. So uh, start with you, Tyler. What, what's your thoughts? Um, I, I mean, I think it. I think, you know, obviously, you know, it's early, uh, you know, he, you know, he may or may not land him, but, you know, if he does, then I think it would be good for the program. I mean, from what Beeline built there, from his time there, I mean, he built, you know, that program to where it's contending, you know, for Final Fours and championships and all that. You know, we should have won one in 13. We're not going to discuss that. But, you know, <laughs> and then you, and then you bring in John Howard, you know, who's part of the five five, you know, who's played in Final Fours, you know, competed for championships and you know but now, you know, these kids they wanna play for they wanna play for, you know, championship schools. So now now that they have Michigan on the uh on the national stage, you know, I I think it'd be good if Michigan can land one of these five stars, you know. Obviously, you know, he brings that NBA pedigree, you know, that fundamental, you know, like you said, for you know, expertise and all that, so, you know, hopefully, you know, Howard can land one of these five stars. Phrase block was clean. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like JT was short. Uh, oh, oh, gosh. God. Hello, Doc. 
Hello, dark my dark is my old friend. Anyways, uh, thoughts, Tyler <laughs> or uh, Brian? <laughs> um, I think with Howard, he's a real uh, he's a real personal guy, and you have uh, I mean, you brought Chris Weber and Jalen or or yeah, Chris Weber and Jalen Rose to you know even speak, you know you know bringing the five the Fab Five back together. And I think with that kind of history of being in the process and doing all that, it's really, you know, speaking volumes to some of these five-star players. And <clears throat> I believe bringing some uh, some information that in a couple of them that they're pretty much sold on what Michigan can offer. They just want to see how it flows on the court and what it does. And I think that right. what you want, Howard, and, you know, Dwayne Wade and LeBron James both as as soon as it got announced they were you know they were praising it they're like oh yeah my guy they're putting out that mention and depending on how you feel on LeBron or Dwayne Wade those are the two two of the best basketball players in this decade and mm-hmm. it's just kind of getting that recognition and I think he brings a lot of energy and intensity and he he absolutely loves Michigan so why not have a guy who played in the most influential uh, era of Michigan basketball, who won a national championship, who was at multiple Final Fours to be leading your program. So, and, and like you said, Tyler, do they get some of these five stars? We'll have to see. But I, th- I think I like the direction that he's going, and I, I'm weirdly excited for the basketball season. I don't know how they're going to look, but I'm just I'm hyped. Let's, let's go. Friggin' run it back. Uh, I mean, yeah, you, you got to be. I mean, anyone that's you know watching the, the team, they get whether what happens, you got to be somewhat excited. It's just you know, you know, just the way it is. But um, I, I did post a tweet about a lot of the players that Michigan were in on for right now, and it's. Um, I think you have to like as a coach, as a recruiter, as really anything, you have to build relationships with with these kids. That honestly. Don't trust, literally, don't trust anyone besides maybe you know their family members and things like that. And even then, sometimes they don't can't trust them. So, again, you can go on there and build relationships with these kids and and you know put a foundation in there and cement your seat. And, you know, cement something in there strong. I don't. I guess it doesn't really. You know, it doesn't really matter when you get into that recruiting process. But you know what, Juwan Howard with his you know his ties with some of the recruiting. It, um, their scenes and stuff like that in Chicago and stuff like that. You know, he he doesn't he hasn't like left those roots. He, you know, coaching in the NBA, you always have ties with things. But um, I don't think he's gonna recruit. Like I said, I don't. I didn't think he was gonna recruit like Penny Hardaway, and I still don't think he is because that's just um, Penny Hardaway is just uh, it's just different. I think it's just a little bit different. Um, but I do believe that um, I think he'll get at least one of these guys or two of these guys. Um, um, and either way. I think that he's going to be in on with these a lot of these players, and he'll he's just going to eventually land land these players that you know fit his system. Because how how can you not love what, I guess what Juwan Howard is who he has as a coach, or not as a coach, but as who he was as a player? Um, because mm-hmm. you know, he's just that personable guy, and he's you know he's not a guy that he wa- I think he wants the best for players. I think he wants the best for um, you know. For his, for his, even his, for his kids, you know, his his son Jace Howard is, you know, a, a player right now in, in the twenty twenty class. So, um, again, he's definitely um, 
I mean, he had to watch out for the uh, the intentions of his son too, as well. So um, the best mm-hmm. interest for him. So um, again, I think that he's um, he's got, he should be able to land some of these guys and get some of these players um, for his first class. Um, I, I ideally, you know, a Hunter Dickinson, uh, a Zeb Jackson, uh, a Jace Howard class would be um, pretty ideal for his first recruiting haul. So mm-hmm. um, and he's. And on it with a lot of other players, so we we will see um, what happens, um, what who he can land. Really, um, not something that G, John Beeline's definitely done. John Beeline was in on it with these these five star players. So, mm-hmm. but um, we'll see what uh, Juwan Howard can do this season. I think it'll be uh, interesting to see where they can go um, this year because they're not. I don't. I don't believe they're scheduled. They're scheduled to be, or they're slated to be a high seed in the NCAA tournament. But um, so. we'll see what happens now and towards the end of March. <laughs> I I think right. they have. I think they have the players, but you know, losing a coach like Beeline is just a real big blow. And Dewan Howard's mm-hmm. never like, besides summer league in the NBA, he's never been a coach. And so you, all that uncertainty, I mean, I'm not saying that Michigan's going to win the Big Ten or anything like that, but they do have a foundation of players there that they can build off of mm. for a pretty solid first year. That's, yeah, that's I important. Mean, yeah, you have to yeah. do that. Yeah, it, I, I feel like, you know, obviously there's going to be growing pains, but, you know, that's, you know, that comes with, you know, with the new new coach and all that, but, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, I think Dewan, he'll be just fine. I mean, he he comes from a pedigree of coaches, you know, from Eric Spolstra to Nate McMillan, you know, Pat Riley, you know, obviously being in Miami and all that. So he knows the growing pains of up and down and all that. So I think he'll be just fine. But I'm sure there'll be growing pains during the season where Michigan's not clicking and all that. But I think he has a pretty pretty good mindset on what he wants to do with his program. Mm. I think he he knows what he wants. He like he he mm-hmm. knows what things he wants to do, and uh, you know, fundamentally sound and and getting things um, set up the way he did it. Because I think he kind of wants he kind of want wants to run the the Miami Heat offense, kind of what they did in Miami, kind of a little bit. Um, they want to mm-hmm. see more a, little, a lot of ball movement. So. Yep, and obviously with that Miami team, you know, they've always been a good defensive team as well. You know, very hard nosed mm-hmm. defensive team and all that. So he's he's probably going to bring that too to Michigan. That, you know, and again, that's that's good. John Beeline did the same thing. So um, mm-hmm. no, again, um, we'll see what the players they they uh, they get to fit there. Um, but again, I'll say this last thing I'll say is uh, the the blue bloods of college basketball they can't they can't dominate forever, can they? Um, eventually, you know, Michigan's going to be able to get. Uh, Hopefully they'll get be able to eventually get kids in there that um, are really 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 talented um, and to help them out. So, um, any final thoughts, guys, before we end the episode? I mean, nope, I don't have any. hopefully, hopefully Michigan gets a really a season defining dub on Saturday. They really need this one. And basketball right around the corner. Let's, let's get excited for that. A lot of stuff going on, but. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll see what the, the basketball season. I'm not going to talk about the basketball season, but again, 
Um, I think that you know, Michigan, the, the, the Michigan needs to get, get a win this weekend against Iowa, and if they do, um, then people are still going to kind of complain, but uh, it's okay. People are going to regardless. So uh, Michigan, Michigan, Michigan can go 15-0, and, and people will be like, oh, well, you know what? Uh, they uh, didn't block well. They didn't. Uh, they didn't. <laughs> like they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't put their cleats on. They didn't even. You know, John Robinson didn't tie his shoes. I mean, I am. <laughs> Something crazy would happen. Um, anyways, that. Oh yeah, that's that's gonna do it for us. Uh, Michigan uh, will be facing Iowa. Um, I, on Saturday at noon. Um, so, anybody know what channel that's on? Is that on Fox? That's on It'll Fox be uh, on Fox, yeah. G- Gus and okay. Joe are calling it. Oh, even better. I like, uh, I like to Joe <laughs> Gus Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, First down, Michigan. <laughs> uh, that'll be a good game to watch. So, um, we will be... We'll be uh, recapping that game here uh, next week, guys. Um, And as always, it's a go blue. Go blue. Go blue.